Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula Titans recap show for Season 1, Episode 3, titled Science Fiction Horror Double Feature. My name is Joe Batant, and I am joined, as always, by one extraterrestrial, an emphasis on extra, from Bloody Podcast, please say, Hello, Uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm doing very well, you know. (laughs) Which is so funny because it's something that Drek Morna, I don't think has done since like season two, but we still get a kick out of it. Um, Lori, I want everyone to know, I forgot to mention this last time. Yes. Is we have this amazing Patreon family. Right? We do. Yes. Yeah, we do. You, in fact, you've, and I have to say, because you're a very jealous, hateful person, and even you have complimented the, the Patreon people, you know? I love the Patreon people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, oh, they're called the after, you know, because we're afterthought media, but we call them the afterthoughts, like T-H-O-T-S, you know? Yes. And um, there's, there's a new guy from Switzerland who came in. Uh, last week, and he was talking to Luke Stamen, and um, yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a it's a great, vibrant community, and I encourage everyone to go join it over at uh, Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia. Not only are you supporting the show, you're also supporting uh, LGBTQ media, which is really important in this day and age. Because according to Lori, to Lori and I did a, a, a show just for the Patreon supporters. Every two years, we've done this for about 200 years, Lori and I get together and we make predictions for the midterm elections. And yes. Well, for every election. For every election well, we, get, <laughs> we get before, yeah. Midterm and presidential. Mm-hmm. We do it, yeah, every single time. Um, we. Uh, it's mostly because you you seem to think that my, my ideas are crazy. That I'm I didn't a crazy say that, person. Did, did I say that on the episode? No, but your attitude of like, we gotta record what you're saying is makes me think that that's the case. Okay. Well, I look, if you want to hear what Lori said and what she predicted and how she fared, go and over how to right Patre- I was. Go to patreon.com slash afterthought meeting. You can hear her predictions. The name of the show is Shade of the Nation. Mm-hmm. And we do it every two years. We've done it for 200 years. Uh, we used to just sit before podcasts that we just sit, would sit in the town square and shout at people. But now with the advent of podcasts and whatnot, we, uh, you know, we've been around for a yeah. long time. And we'd have mm-hmm. a, a crowd would gather and then yeah. we would. Yeah. And then before that, we used to have like a string can that we would we would mm-hmm. tie and then we would put it in different houses. Yeah. And well, then we, we did a radio program. Yeah. Well, before that, there was a time where Lori and I didn't even live next to each other. So we would um, send like telegraphs to each other yes and uh i would be in the middle of doing a telegraph and i'd get one that said shut up you know yes. sp- and telegraph message yes yes <laughs> yeah it was really weird uh all right this week the boulet brothers launched the monsters into space for this week's fright feet before they hit the floor show in their best science fiction horror looks hoso teratoma and and Victoria Elizabeth Black were named the winners of the challenge, while Kendra Onyx and Abora were placed in the bottom two. In the end, Kendra Onyx fell to her demise, leaving eight monsters in the competition. Lori, this is the part where I say name two things like about the episode and one thing you didn't. But before we do that, I should have mentioned this before I got into this. I'm going to tell a story, then we'll get back to you. I should say this yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. 
You know uh, Afterthought Media personality Christian Ochoa? Yes, I do. Well, I know of him. I've yeah. talked to him once, but yes. He he calls me last week, and he is so angry. And he's like, why do you and Lori call her Abhora? And I'm like, because it's spelled A-B-H-O, like, like the word abhorrent? It's not abhorrent. Yeah. And he acted like we were the stupid ones. But I guess yeah. she pronounces it Abora. I but call her Abora why... because I generally don't care about her. So, <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, like, why would you put the H in there based on the word abhorrent? And then when people say it, go like, you fucking dummy. What's wrong yeah. with you? It's like this GIF and GIF. And any if anyone says GIF to me, I punch him in the face. I'm not here for it. Well, didn't the founder say yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the founder didn't found English, right? Because okay, look, it stands for, and I could get the I part wrong, but like graphic interchange. I don't know if it's interchange, but graphic I something format. Okay, graphic something interface interchange. I don't know format, right? Graphic, right? Yes. But things change. English. I mean, now people are saying LOL instead of saying LOL. And LOL is an acronym for laughing out loud. But now it's become its own word. The whole point of the English language is English, English language. The whole point of the English language mm-hmm. is that it changes and it morphs and it becomes different things. Oh, by so, the way, also before you get to your two things, you know, like we are talking to you the next day after the midterm elections. And I don't go, I mean, I look at Twitter now, but I had this news since Elon Musk took over. I'm not going to tweet anymore. I might actually delete Twitter today, by the way. But the point is, because I don't have a Twitter now, I want to say this out loud. I want to give a special thanks to Gen Z. We The Democrats owe a big favor to Gen Z. Thank Why? You. What happened? I haven't looked at anything. Oh, if you hear, I don't want to give a spoiler. All right, Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, two things I liked. I liked the the challenge. I liked both mm-hmm. town challenges. I thought that mm-hmm. they were those challenges are hard. I mean, we're what we're episode three, mm-hmm. and they've already done two like eating gross things and then one like swirling around. It's like I feel like they're only going to get harder. So mm-hmm. we're definitely. I feel like we're definitely going to get to a point where somebody backs out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the. The other, so I like both the challenges. I liked the, I guess I like the workroom drama, mm-hmm. uh, to a point. The and I'm just nitpicky, but the one thing I didn't like, I mean, there's some overall things I could say, but I, I feel like the main one was, I felt like they when they said double feature for the winners, I kind of was hoping it would be double feature for the losers too, yeah, and that we'd see both Kendra and Abhora go home mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just, it was just kendra so i was a little disappointed yeah. in that but i mean overall i liked the episode it was fun yeah uh two things i liked about the episode one this horrible kendra onyx went home those looks were like if i just went in my closet right now i could come up with the same looks yes right and they i don't know- even like i legitimately don't even think she had outfits like i think she just brought a bunch of stuff and was like i'll do this yeah like even the one this we'll talk about it 
the one this week, she's like, well, I'll just wear a normal drag outfit that I have and then just wear purple makeup on my face. You know, and then yell about a grandma. What was it again? Bitch, grandma, grandma, bitch, or something. I don't know what it was, right? Yeah. Um, I also really liked the looks, like the theme of the looks. I like how for the most part, for the most part, the people who delivered really delivered. And I was a big fan of that thing. I didn't like. They're running out of shit. They, they, there was so much extended trying to kill time on this thing. They're like, yeah. Oh God, they're, they're already running out of shit to talk about. Like, and we'll, and we'll, we'll get really into this at certain points, but there was just like, okay, like the tinfoil yeah. hat thing. And, but they're like, okay, they, they're really trying to stretch this out. Like this could have been a 45 minute episode. Let's be honest. And it would have been yeah. the same, if not better, tighter. So. Yeah, we don't need them to all like always spontaneously come up with something to do while they're working on their outfits. Yeah, yeah which seems very not spontaneous, by yes. the way. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. All right. After Yavska's elimination, the monsters guess who was dropped into oblivion, and Melissa clarifies she was one of the safe girls. Avora thanks erica for the bald cap and says she's too smart to have picked erica melissa calls out eva for playing both sides and kendra walks back into the competition to a warm welcome from the other contestants lorian k uh camp uh your thoughts on everything that happened after yofska's elimination i i guess i was a little upset that they didn't have kendra just walk out immediately Mm-hmm. I was like every when they when they were in the workroom I was just like okay you know they're wait, they're doing this for dramatic purposes but it's just like just have her walk out. Mm-hmm. Um I also felt like they kind of didn't really uh, like they almost and we'll get this at the end too but they almost immediately just transitioned into their own things. Mm-hmm. They're just like yeah Yaska's gone. So anyways. Yeah. Um you know like they they don't even really address it. They mostly start immediately focusing on the fact that Erica, you know, why Erica picked um, Abora's outfit mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the or oh, uh, for her being the not having the wig. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the uh, a lot of this episode was bringing back stuff from previous episodes, yeah, and just rehashing it. And I will say though that it was it still is a dumb decision and it shows how blind Erica is that she thinks that she's still in the running for the competition that mm-hmm. she's like I honestly didn't think of any I didn't know who else to give it to. It's like yeah. give it to somebody who's winning in the competition. Mhm. Um so they so and then one thing okay, here's one of my revelations with Abora or Abora sure. whatever. Sure. I think one of the reasons why I get so frustrated with her, and this is something that Erica called out, mm-hmm. is that she she wants to be able to have all of the reactions to something mm-hmm. at any given time. So, for example, Erica called that out, is that with the thing about the wit, about taking in the wig away, she said she was she wanted to be able to say it's not it doesn't hurt me at all. It's not, you know, there's, it's dumb. There's nothing, you know, wrong. You should have picked somebody else. You're stupid. And it hurt my feelings and it really upset me. Those mm-hmm. are all three of the things that she wants to be able to, to do. And you see that throughout the, ep- the, the episode is that everything that happens, she always wants to be able to have at least five different responses. And mm-hmm. it's just like, no, you get one, you selfish bitch. Like pick one. 
You can't have all the emotions at all times. Well, li- listen, you selfish bitch. I'm going to tell you, I completely disagree with you. I think both can be true. I think you can say to somebody that was really shitty what you did to me because the motivation behind what Erica did to her was shitty, but it turned out to be a blessing. So you're still a dummy because you should have done it for somebody else, but it's still shitty that you did that. No, it's not shitty. I do. It's not shitty. It's part of the competition. Well, that part, you're right. That part, it is part of the competition. She could pick whoever she wants. You're right on that part. But it was stupid. Would you agree it was stupid to pick Abora? No, I agree. I, look, I was actually on Abora's side when she said, I, I, I'm, she said something like, I'm intelligent. So that's why I would pick that, you know, I would pick mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. I agree with her. I think it, it, clearly everyone else is like, Pick Victoria or pick somebody who actually could move up in the competition, right? And Erica is just like, I honestly, legitimately couldn't think of anyone to pick. And it was like, like, why? Why? Well, I think, I think if I had to guess, I think Erica considered Victoria or Hoso, but she didn't really know them as well. And she wanted to get on their good side. Probably. But I mean, that's Um, moot, so... Yeah. Now, here's the deal. I actually just wrote this note down is what's really weird is we're in episode three and Erica was such an important part of episode one, but it seems like she's sort of faded into the background. We're not really hearing from her. Well, I think that's that's par for the course. I mean, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I think that, you know, look at how much Coco and Kendra have to work to mm-hmm. be in the in the midst of the show mm-hmm. like they have to work so and it's i think it's because everyone else is just sort of trying to trying to work she's just trying to win she's genuinely mm-hmm. just trying to do the best she can yeah but and and kendra and coco realize you know that they that they're gonna they're in the bottom and so they need mm-hmm. to they need to come at it from every angle mm-hmm. so yeah. so again let me go kind of so did you notice with eva in her ears, she still had red, or she had red makeup inside of her ears. Uh, she wasn't able to get that all out. It's something I, I couldn't stop staring at that throughout the thing. Speaking of Eva, and this is a sort of a running theme, and it seems like a storyline that's building. What do you think, Lorian, about Eva and possibly being two-faced, saying one thing to one person, one thing to another? What What were your thoughts? In this case... um, she was talking specific. They're, they're they're referencing that in the cauldron, she told Yavska that she pref- that Eva preferred Yavska's outfit, but then co- told Kendra she didn't want her to go home. What did you think of that? Um, I could see in a competition setting how that's, you know, that's seen as confusing because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot competitions kind of lend more to black and white. What? But <laughs> I mean, like. You know, you're either, it's either like you go home or you go home sort of thing. Uh-huh. But I feel like in that instance, I kind of understood what Eva was saying is that, you know, I think, I think it was taken out of context. I think that she was saying, look, I think this person in this competition, this person is not at the level and will probably go home. But as the as a person, she didn't want to see her go. She didn't want to see mm-hmm. Kendra go. She wanted mm-hmm. Kendra to stay. And mm-hmm. so saying that, I don't think negates what, what was said. 
mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, you're right. I what's what's funny, and the reason I brought it up now because it's the first time it's brought up. But I think there are different instances where sometimes the accusation is valid, and then sometimes where it's not. This is one where it's not valid. You can no. think that Yaska had a better outfit, and you can also tell Kendra you hope she doesn't go home. Both can be true. Yes. Now, yeah. there are other instances that we'll see where Eva does talk out of both sides of her mouth. mouth yes. But, uh, but this is not one of those cases. By the way, when Kendra walked in, did you notice, notice, notice that um, they kept trying to show the shot of her walking in? So you, what you see, if you look in the foreground, is Astrid putting on this hat about three or four times because they're showing the same shot over and over again. So it's like you see Astrid put on a hat, then they cut away and Astrid puts on the hat, then they cut away and Astrid puts on the hat. And it's something I could not stop staring at. Lori, really? any other thoughts? Yeah. I just kept thinking I just kept thinking she was doing like a nervous tick or something. <laughs> I didn't even put it together. I, I just know. kept feeling like she was like, I'm taking off the hat, now I'm putting on the hat. Like she was yeah. bored. And it seemed like there was some significance to the hat. Was it a hat from the previous episode? I didn't I didn't recognize it. Could it have been what kind of hat did Yaska have? Was it Yaska's hat? Maybe. I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, All right. On the main stage, the Boulay brothers announced this week's challenge. The monsters must conceptualize, design, and create an original science fiction horror look that can be terrifying, campy, modern, or retro-futuristic. For the Fright Feet, the monsters must survive a launch into space via the Gravitron Vomitorium training simulation and must last three minutes without throwing up or else they'll be exterminated. In the end, all of the monsters make it through to the main challenge. Uh, in the boudoir, we're going we're gonna to put these together. In the boudoir, the topic of Hoso's vote for Yavska is brought up yet again, as is the Hoso Abora Astrid love it triangle. Everyone in and out of the triangle weighs in on the matter. I believe that's everything. No. Meanwhile, Kendra and Melissa slip off to the cauldron where Melissa shares that her husband left her mere days before coming to Dracula. All right, Lori, I'm going to take this down in little pieces here. Um, on the main stage, we see the Boulay brothers. They do the video thing. And then the fright feat is they go to this uh, Gravitron vomitorium training simulation. Now, Lori, you said you had thoughts on this. Um, I just wish there would have been a winner. I felt like yeah. it was yeah. kind of... I mean, I know that it's not really... Um, you know, it's not, there's no teams or anything, but there could have mm-hmm. been a prize. And I felt, I really wish there would have been a winner. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I wouldn't have lasted a second in there. I'm. Oh, you wouldn't have. You don't like being oh, spun around. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I got nauseous just watching him. It's funny. I have a question here. It was, Lori, how would you do in this situation? So you're saying you got nauseated just watching them go into the moment it didn't bother me at all really i was just like thinking about what it would be like to be in there especially in i think even more so it's since it's an enclosed space they were in locked in enclosed space yeah very enclosed space yeah yeah and that so i would have been i lit i mean honestly i don't even know if i would have been in the enclosed space i would have been like get me out <laughs> oh really can, yeah i'm not I'm a very fun person. I can't be in enclosed spaces and I hate spinning. Um, but yeah, it would have been, I, I was, I felt so bad for them. And I, I was shocked at that all of them were able to do it. 
Yeah. It looked like Kendra almost vomited or wanted to vomit, but it didn't look like it ended up happening. You know, here's the thing, and, and, and I'm glad I, I, I pasted these two segments together, is this vomitorium was clearly at an off-site location. So they took the queens, put them in a van, drove them somewhere, did the fright feet, and then brought them back. They may have even done it the day before. Who knows? We don't, they, we don't know if they did yeah. it in that order. It could have been done at a different time. Yeah. Yeah. And what I think is so like before the day started, but what I think is so funny is they they leave and then when they come back, they're like, oh, oh," like as if the vomitorium's in the next room. They're like, oh, oh, I can't, I can't even like stand. I'm like, bitch, you did that a day ago. Who knows when you did that, right? You just got your sea leg. We just got our sea legs back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, this is, sorry, I don't know here. I just, I don't know why. I genuinely thought it was kind of funny the way that they did the thing where the, um, the two alien, they got the alien heads and then oh, they yeah. started spinning. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. I thought that was cute. So I, I like that. Okay. So this, then they go to the boudoir after the, after the event and almost immediately after they discuss getting their sea legs back and stuff. And now I was going to pull this clip and I forgot, but it was only going to be like a one second clip anyway. So it's not a big deal. Is they walk in and Melissa B. Fierce, Melissa B. Fierce, and this is important. She says, by the way, we still haven't talked about that Yavska thing, finding the note with Yavska. What's going on with that? And then Hoso addresses it again. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was addressed already, but whatever, right? Hoso addresses yeah. it again. And then they go, and then either Kendra or Melissa says, by the way, what's going on with this love triangle? Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, for the record, everyone should know, if you don't watch this show, because a lot of people don't watch the show, Lauren, but they listen to this. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Abora, Astrid, and Hoso are in a live, uh, love triangle. Just a brief, in case you didn't know Well, this. Yeah. It's not, it's not really. It's more like, uh, what, what's that, uh, uh, the um, triangle where everyone disappears, where they say, Bermuda, it's like Bermuda yeah. Triangle. It doesn't really exist. And... Astrid and, and Hoso seem to be flirting with each other, but uh, Abora is in love with Hoso, and Hoso, just because she admires, we're going to give our opinions here, uh, asked, uh, Abora so much, doesn't want to let her down, I don't know, some really confusing thing, right? But up until this point, no one has brought shit up, everyone's been in a fine mood, and then, this, I want to talk about this in a bigger, I want to talk about this in the big, from big to little, Lori, what I mean is, let's talk about it from a bigger picture. So, uh, from what we've seen, from what we've seen, Abora, Astrid, and Hoso have been acting fine. No one's caring. Everyone's being fine. And then, and by the way, I want the record to show too. I know Melissa and Kendra bring it up. 100%. I don't think it's Melissa and Kendra bringing this up. I think it's 100% again, a producer told them, bring this up. So, I do not, in this rant I'm going to go on. I do not blame Kendra and I do not blame Melissa, even though I've gone off on them in the past. I'm blaming the producers who are like, bring this up. And then so they bring it up. But then then there's a whole thing that happens because of it. And then in confessionals, they're like, oh, we're so sick of talking about this. Well, you brought it up. You brought it up. Yeah. Kendra immediately is like, well, then. okay. so here's what I thought was so frustrating was that. Kendra or uh, Melissa's like, oh hey, it was kind of already talked about a little bit, but not really. 
what's the deal with uh, voting for uh, Yavska? You mm-hmm. had said that you didn't want, was it just really that you just didn't want to vote for uh, Abora? And, and Hosa says, yes, but then there's no follow-up. My thought yeah, was always no like, follow-up. my thought was like, okay, well then why didn't you vote for Erica? Or why didn't you vote for Coco? Or, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. that would have been my follow-up, but no, there was no follow-up to that. It was yeah. literally just the same rehashing of the yes. thing. And then they go back to the, the thing. But then this is again, Joe, this is where I say that Abora wants to be able to have every single emotion on every single topic. She wants to be able to say, oh, no, I don't really want to talk about this right now, but I'm upset, but I'm also angry, but I'm also okay with it. It's like you, you can't have all of these emotions. You can't do, uh, do it all. You can't, have, you can't reserve the right to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know. And so she wants to be able to have that all. So that way she, she basically is looking for what's going to give her the most amount of attention. Well, look, this is what I'll say. I will say, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm projecting here. I don't know what the psychological term is, but I have been the Abora in a quote unquote love triangle. And I even have it in the notes here to bring down, to bring up the story of what it was, but I have been the Abora. Okay. Okay. And so maybe because I can empathize with Abora. I actually, I think I'm very protective of her because I feel like, well, I've been in that situation and it's one of these things where, again, I, I'm not blaming the other people. Uh, I blame two people or two groups of people. The producers and Hoso. Uh, Astrid falls in the middle somewhere. I don't know what her story is, right? But I blame Hoso and I blame the producers. The producers, because they keep poking and prodding this throughout the show, just let Abora process her feelings. And B, I've seen a lot of chatter online about like poor Hoso and stuff like that. And like, no, fuck Hoso, right? But I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because Hoso's whole thing is, well, speaking of wanting to have their cake and eat it too, she so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paraphrase. She does not have romantic feelings for Abora. That is completely in her yeah. prerogative. That is none, not at all. None at all. That none, no feelings for Abora Which at all. Is totally it, fine. Totally fine. And even Abora is just like it's yes. fine if you don't. Just tell me. Yes, and that's the thing is that this is where Hoso's being selfish. Is she doesn't want to outright tell Hoso. Because she's afraid that she she because she admires Hoso and she idolizes Hoso and I'm sorry Hoso admires Abora and looks up to her and is afraid of losing her. But unfortunately, I'm not. This is the thing is if actually if Hoso let Abora go for a little bit and let Abora process and she would get Abora back as a friend. Does that make sense? And they could have a healthier relationship. But she has yes. to. She has to, quote unquote, cut off Abora for a bit, just so Abora can rebuild a relationship and process it. And it seems like Abora gets that, but now she's in this city situation where she is stuck on a reality show with Hoso, which we're not even thinking about. But they all live together, so she's probably going home. And and I don't know if Hoso and Astrid are banging there, but like that must be very very difficult. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Astrid said they're not having sex. They don't have sex. So yeah, she's but they in could the be same... like making out and hooking up or sleeping in the same bed. Well, I think that she's in the same situation as as 
uh, Abora. I think that's why she says, I empathize with you because I think they both are, you know, um, they both care for Hoso deeply and Hoso starts stringing them along because yeah. she loves the attention. Yeah. 100%. And she wants to have, she, she wants to have these very creative, very talented people, mm-hmm. you know, lust after her. Cause it makes yeah. her feel, you know, superior or mm-hmm. she makes her feel good about herself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that, um, I, I do, I do think that Hoso is, is not doing, is not reacting in the best way. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Abor is an adult. Yeah. You know, an, a non-answer is an answer, whether you like it or not. I agree with you. That part I agree with you. And I feel being on a reality show might not be the healthiest thing mentally to really process this. But it, they have, but but yeah. we'll get to it later. And so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But they, uh, Abor is trying to process it. And they're like, Abor, why are you trying? What are you doing? You're quiet. Well, let her be fucking quiet for a day. She's just working on her outfit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Erica doesn't say shit. No one says shit to her. Well, because nobody wants to hear from yeah. her. So yeah. uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep talking about this. And we'll, we'll, there's other topics to talk about. But what I want to do is I want to take a break. Okay. What's that noise? What's that awful noise? Uh, somebody, this guy has like a, like a Harley or some, I don't know expensive new toy that he keeps turning on and then for like five minutes and then we'll go away so i don't know what his deal right, is we'll wait for the break afterwards for it to turn off right, but we're gonna take a break as laurie's friend with his harley oh he turned it off okay so what no i just went on mute oh okay okay we'll be right back after this one of the things I wanted to talk about is then at a certain point, Kendra, this is so bizarre and so weird. Kendra pulls Melissa and says, come with me. We're going to the cauldron. I have tea. By the way, she had no tea. And she they had, <laughs> wait. Oh, so it was Kendra because yeah. when, okay. So one of my notes was that she says, uh, I go, was Melissa the one who had tea or was Kendra no, the one who had tea? Kendra. Cause I go, did Melissa railroad, Kendra into mm-hmm. like was did Kendra have something but mm-hmm. I have a feeling if Kendra had anything she would have shared it yeah. so no it was um very very strange and she pulls her aside for no apparent reason and they go to the cauldron and which I was like first of all before we even get to that what is the point of this segment they they know in other words let's take the storyline here they're always being, which, by the way, this is the most egregious one in the history of ever, where they're like, uh, attention competitors, attention competitors. And they're like, they have one eyelid in, you know, one eye, one contact yes. lens. And they're like, ah, right? But they literally have just spent half an hour to 45 minutes returning from the fright feet, doing absolutely nothing, nothing. but fucking yeah. around. They're not even like they, pretending to work on outfits. 
they first off, let's see. So as okay, so as soon as they not including the the competition because that is something genuine that they have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Once they get as soon as they get the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. They spend time talking in the workroom. <laughs> yes. And then they get they talk in the workroom as a group, then they break apart and talk individually. Mm-hmm. Then they start working on their quote unquote start working on their outfits. Mm-hmm. Then they break apart and talk individually. Then they work they make a hat and then they break apart and talk individually and then they and then then and then it's the next day and it's like what what did you guys do what did what did you work on yeah. did it, you know like it doesn't make any sense yeah the, the, the if, show makes no sense in that case yeah 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 uh by the way there's also a point too before we go to the cauldron where now this is a better case where eva is talking out of both sides of her mouth but she's like i'm getting really sick of eva i mean of abora talking about this love triangle and then she goes up to Bora and is like you're my best friend i don't want i don't want you the best for you i'm like oh this bitch man she just what does she think is happening i so wanted abora to be like get off my dick yeah like just move away like eva is like for some reason laser focused on abora in this competition it's like focus on your fucking self yeah like what what do you care that she's dealing with this. Like, yeah. move on, work on yourself, you know? And it's like, also don't, you know, don't keep t- bringing it up. Like you were saying with, with uh, the other girls, don't keep bringing it. Like she needs to pro if she wants to process and just be by herself, like yes. either bring something light and just, you know, have fun or don't keep bringing it up and don't be like, you know, Oh, I know your heart's broken and you're really down in the dumps, but don't mm-hmm. be. It's like, yeah. oh, thank you, Eva. Yeah, you're, the, you're the best. Or yeah, take her aside and let her let her talk it out. Let her process yes. it. No, and just listen and just listen and she, then be funny. I don't know. It's crazy. She just wants to give her a lecture, and then and then it's like and then she's like, oh, I'm so upset that she. I keep looking at her and she and, and it's just like she's not paying attention. It's like, yeah. who? You focus on yourself. Yeah. What? She's not your child. Yeah. So. Let's go to the cauldron. So the cauldron and the big storyline of the cauldron, which, by the way, they're later joined by Coco Kane comes in. Uh, so it's Coco. Yeah, because she was done making her outfit. So yeah. she, it's she, Coco, was, she Kendra, was all set. Yeah, everyone was done. And Melissa, they're shooting the shit in the cauldron, which I've never seen before. And then the producers are fine with it and it's lit. And don't get me started. So now they're there. And Melissa makes a big revelation. And the big revelation, it's, it's through tears, and she's crying, and Kendra and Cook are there for her, is that the week that she was getting ready to leave for Dracula, the week before she was going to leave the competition, her husband announced that they, he was leaving her. And she's very upset about this, and she was talking about her process. And, and it's heartbreaking. That is, that is legitimately a heartbreaking thing and very sad, and I feel sorry for Melissa. Before we go on with that and what my thoughts are, Lori, what were your thoughts on this revelation? I was like, that's awful. I feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost 60% positive that that's not true. Oh, you think it's not true? I, I think it's so, so... <laughs> like, it's it would be like... To me, it would be like lightning. If, if just before the competition... I mean... Who knows? Maybe her and her husband did get divorced, but it must have, it probably happened 
before mm-hmm. the competition. I I can't imagine it. Yeah, because she did. See, the one thing I will say in your favor is she did. I was in bed for two or three days. I'm like, that's a lot of wasted time that you could have been working on your outfit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, if it is true, I mean, it's awful. I feel ba- so bad for her. And how dare that husband? I mean, if he, if he l- truly did leave, uh, you know. A- a- a week before a very like promising competition, mm-hmm. then that guy deserves every bad thing in the book. Like mm-hmm. I hope his dick falls off. Like that's just, yeah. that's terrible. That is mm-hmm. off. Like, why would you do? I mean, e- look, God forbid, mm-hmm. you know, something happens when you star and I, and we mm-hmm. just fall out of love with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. I, I, we still have history. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, I still, I would still care for her. And I would definitely not, if she was dealing with something huge, you mm-hmm. know, in the upcoming week, go, well, this is the day I've decided to uproot our entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's ridiculous. So, so if, they, if it is true, fuck that guy. I'm going to assume it's true. I'm just going to take it at face value. But what I'll say, though, what sort of the first thing I thought of is. I don't really know how to put it, but like, like, again, I feel sorry for Melissa, but then how fucking dare you? not have sympathy for other people in this competition and to be so mean to people particularly i'm so sick of hearing about abora and her heartbreak meanwhile you could use that opportunity to open up the heart space between in other words instead of her and kendra being in the cauldron it should be melissa and abora in the cauldron you know um and so it's like it, i it's hard for me to have too much sympathy for her because I'm like, you are taking this hurt and turn it into causing pain to other people rather than trying to open up a place of dialogue and peace. And in fact, she even says she's not Kendra tells her, don't talk about this in front of the other girls. And I'm like, why? But then they, but then Kendra, yeah. I know it's producer driven, but then Kendra, Kendra and Melissa are like, Abora, uh, Astrid, uh, Hosa, uh, split open your hearts are here in front of us and spill your guts in front of us. So. Well, I completely disagree with, with the Melissa thing. If anything, I mean, Joe, just imagine, like, imagine this is true. Imagine this, this huge opportunity for you to, to. Uh, improve your career to move your career forward mm-hmm. in an art form that you have worked your uh, entire adult, adult life to pursue, and you, you it's happening in a week, and your mm-hmm. husband, yeah. who you're in love with, who yeah. you've pledged your life to, <clears throat> has up and decided to leave you. Yeah, and you're processing that, and then comes this snivelly little bitch mm-hmm. who isn't even in a relationship, <clears throat> and is. And is hamming up the stage and acting Mm -hmm. like a victim Mm -hmm. because somebody that she likes doesn't like her back. Yeah. I would be fucking pissed. I'd be like, grow the fuck up. Be an adult. Move on. I I just, I I see what you're saying. I just don't, I just don't see it that way. I think you should always work to open up heart spaces between people. No, I think some people need to grow up. Hmm. Okay, so they work through it right there in the cauldron. And um, by the way, there's a part before they go back into the boudoir where Coco and Kendra are like, okay, here's what we need to do. And, and Melissa, too. They go, we need to bring top looks and send these bitches home. No, Melissa is bringing top looks. 
Coco and Kendra. No. You know what? You know the moment I, I knew like, that. Yeah. You know the moment I knew Kendra was going home this episode? What? Is when she when she says in that bird she goes, I want to look at their faces as they go through the platform. Mm-hmm. I go, Oh, you're going home. You're going yeah, home. Yeah. You're gone. <laughs> there's no there's no I mean, I have a conspiracy theory too, mm-hmm. but I pretty at that time I was like, Oh, you you're up for elimination. Yeah. Yeah, they well and then I think it was Melissa. But it mm-hmm. might have been Coco, but I feel like Melissa maybe said something and kind of caught herself and fixed it okay. where she was like there, you know, she's like, I, cause Melissa was like, I want to be in this competition for a while. And then I think she says something like, oh, and we, we're not going to stay in this competition too long if we don't fix our looks. And then I think she was going to end it, but she saw Kendra and Coco staring and goes, Right now in the workroom, we got to go work on our looks, girls. <laughs> and like, I think it was either Coco or Melissa, but I just thought it was so funny. What happened to your voice? This keeps happening. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. All right. Speaking of, the monsters go back to the boudoir and get to work on their floor show looks. Later, everyone competes to make the best tinfoil hat. Lori, any thoughts on this outfit prep? I mean, it was just another waste of time. I thought that the tinfoil hats kind of were, were created to see what everyone had made. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was just kind of like, okay. And then now we're going to, now we're going to waste more time. And then, yeah. you know, and then we had to have a whole conversation about how Abora didn't want to be joyful in the, you know, workroom. And it's just like, all right. That's the next day. But you know, um, oh, and, okay. and then they're hammering home this like Teletubby toilet. And I'm like, the joke wasn't that funny. You know? <laughs> yeah, they they're 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 gunning for a t-shirt. For yeah, sure. they're they're gunning for a t-shirt because I'm like, it wasn't that. I mean, I could see in the moment being like, ah, ha, ha, she got her, but like they keep talking about it, and and then the next day again, we're buying into the narrative. We know this is not true, but the next day they're like, oh my god, we have no time, and meanwhile they're fucking around making tinfoil hats and going to the boot to the cauldron and just fucking around it makes it makes no sense and they and what i find so funny is they're not like half of them are, are playing it and then the, like coco mm-hmm. has no has no chill she's just like i'm doing my makeup i don't care she's yeah. just looking around like she doesn't care and so it's yeah. like half of them are like ah what are we gonna do oh no and then coco's yeah. just like ah, da 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 yeah. uh, all right moving on it's the day of the floor show and the monsters continue putting the finishing touches on their looks meanwhile bora does her best to concentrate on the challenge at hand Lori, now we are here we are going to talk about the floor show day where they fake doing things and then they abora is just trying to work on her makeup be quiet just stay out of trouble and then they reel her back in your thoughts here on this Lori? I mean, I, I don't blame Abora for this. I Look, I, I know I said that she keeps trying to say, you know, have different emotions for, have all the emotions for every single, or have be able to have every single reaction that she wants for any situation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like even if take away the whole Hoso and, you know, love triangle, it's the day of the, of the event. You know, like if you're, if you're getting ready, like, I would want to be quiet. I would want to focus on myself. I would want to be able to be like, all right, I got to focus on this. And I, you know, I can't, you know, I want, I just want to be by myself right now. So I think it's so crazy that everyone else was just like, what? You don't want to be involved. You don't want to, it's like, no, it's, we're performing later. So, well, it's another one of those things where, uh, 
uh, Abora's just minding her own business. And somebody, I can't remember if it's Astrid or Eva, goes like, Abora, you're being really quiet. And she says, you know, I'm just really sitting there just like, and they go, come on, talk to us about it. We're here for you if you want to talk to you about that. And she's like, oh, and then she starts talking. And then they go to confession and like, oh, God, Abora, please. And you're like, she was sitting there quiet, minding her own fucking business. And you're the one that bugged her. Yeah, she was she was the one who was like, no, I'm okay. Like, just keep it going. Talk amongst yourself. And they're like, no, no, no. We really want you to be involved. And she's like, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, my God, we can't handle this. Never mind. <laughs> By the way, before we go to the floor show, I know it's something they do every week. I know it's something they talk about. But when they did, especially after you see the looks and they're like, attention competitors, attention. And like, we see what Victoria Elizabeth Black's outfit is, right? Which is so elaborate. And she only has like one of the mouthpieces in and she's like, oh, and then we see her in probably one of the most elaborate costumes we've seen on this show. Like, who yeah. are they fooling? This is one of the most egregious ones ever. This is so stupid. And then what I love is that, you know, all, the girls just literally are like, they want to seem like they're frightened, but they're not leaving their station because yeah. they still want to get ready. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my God. Okay, never. Just stop doing it. Just stop. Uh, all right. Here we go. Now it's time for the floor show. Uh, we have Alaska Thunderfuck. And then a guy who is like, he must be friends with the Boulets because... I think like, oh, he was the star of, you know, the, the dark Batman, the dark Knight, and Ant-Man. Lori, they were the tiniest parts ever. Like in Dark Knight, you know, he oh, plays? did you see, did you see Suicide Squad? He killed it in Suicide Squad. This I love him. Suicide I, Squad? He was in the, yeah, he was in the second one. He was oh. in, he was well, great. Well, then he shouldn't put the Dark Knight in his, the Dark Knight, he plays one of the Joker's henchmen. Oh yeah, the, I don't know why they said the Dark Knight first. Yeah, Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the the second one, he plays like I forgot this like Dot Man or something like that, and mm-hmm. he he was really funny. He was good. Oh, okay, I thought he was a little odd. I'm not gonna lie. And then Alaska just said everything positive about everybody. She's not gonna ever give her real. Picture. Well, they both did. They both yeah. were just super positive about yeah. everybody. Um, I also oh- kind of love how like. We get we get the before judges, you know. We get Drek Morta and Swanthula talking about everything yeah, beforehand, yeah. Uh-huh. and then and then they and then when they do the judging, the two guest judges are the ones who talk first, and they're always so positive. And then you're just like, well, wait for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. It's gonna it's gonna come right now. Um, okay, Lori, we're gonna do something a little different. We do this on the other shows. Okay, we do this on the other shows. But what we're going to do is we are going to um, I'm going to go through each look. You're going to you're going to give it. I know you didn't prepare for this, so you don't know, but you're going to give it a grade. OK, you're going to give it a grade. And no, I don't want to do this. And then I'll because... give it I'll give it a grade. No, because you're going to ju- you're going to it's going to be a game where I have to guess what grade you're going to give it. And then if I no. don't get your arbitrary grade, then I, I'm going to get a buzzer. All right. First one, Astrid. Your thoughts? What? What? Um, I thought it was fun. I liked it. I love the mat. I love the headpiece. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, the thing is, you actually in Dracula specifically, it was sci-fi, but I feel it was just general enough where it could have been any of the looks they've done. You know. So it was it was a sci-fi, it matched the challenge, but it was just general enough where you could have 
shoehorned it into something else. But I, I'm, yeah. I, I still gave it. Oh well, what grade did you give it? Well, what's what are the grades? A or what yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're a teacher. Like the same grades you give a kid. I would say an A minus. That's exactly the grade I gave it, Lori. I gave it an A minus. Yeah, very okay. good. All right. Next, we have Coco Kane. She was like some sort of like sci-fi whore or something like that. Your thoughts here? You know, I I will say for Coco, this was a great one, and for the challenge, I thought it was okay too. So I would say I don't know. I would say either a B minus or a C plus. I thought it was fine. Um, look, I gave her the C plus because she made it, but it probably would have been a C in my book. Yeah, I I did. I actually did agree with the judges. I like the gun. I thought the mirror was a cute idea. The fact that she made it super quickly to me also showed that she didn't have much for, foresight in making the costume earlier. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. So. All right, Erica Clash, your thoughts here. You know, the judges really liked this for the most part, and they thought it was good. But, I mean, overall, I thought it was very confusing, and I just, I didn't like the colors. So, I, I'm, I think it, you know, they said it fit the challenge. So, I'm going to say C or C minus, but I, I didn't like it that much. I thought it was great. Uh, but not amazing. Why it, am I wrong? It, Why am I wrong? Just because I Lori, didn't I don't your make grade. these decisions. You I do make the decisions. I do not make these decisions. You make the decision. You are the not. only one who does. I you do are the not only make a decision. Who makes there, the decisions? There is a, I want to. There is a federation. I want to talk to a manager. A I want to talk to a manager. I want to talk to a manager. There is a podcasting federation that sets then the I standards. I want to talk to the podcasting federation. Then I'll put you in touch. How, anyway, how do they make? How do they make it? This is, you just came up. We just decided on the fly that it was going to be a letter grade. So how do they? How do they know what the, what the grades are? Anyway, I gave her a B. All right. Next we have Abora. And why are you right? Why are you right? Why is it just me? I have to guess what you're going to do. I. I didn't get why they thought that this was fashion. I thought it looked just as stupid as the first one. It looked like she took a sheet and then tied some rope to the end of it. Um, so I'm going to give it a D. Oh, no, sorry. Look, I thought it looked amazing, but it in no way, fit, shape, or form fit the challenge at all. It's like she was just doing, she's going to do whatever no. she wants. But it looked good. Uh, so I gave her a C. All right. I don't even know how it how it looked good. It looked terrible. And that's my that's what I have to say. All right, Kendra Onyx. Uh, yeah, F. Uh, yeah, you were you know I'll give you the this because we're in the same boat, but I gave it a D. Uh, it was awful. I I gave it an F simply because. As we'll recall from the lat from the first episode, mm-hmm. she keeps saying that she could elevate her dress, or not, not that she could, that she's just not going to try as hard. Yeah. And so every single time she comes out on stage, it's just like clearly she's not she's sticking to her guts. Yeah. All right, uh, Hoso. You know I don't understand Hoso. For the most part, I'm not I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. Um, I did like this outfit. I think this is one of my f- favorites of Hoso's. And they said that it fit the challenge. Um, I, 
personally liked others more, but, uh, and we'll, we'll see that I, I thought somebody was going to be in the top and they were actually, you know, towards the bottom. But, um, I, I'm going to, I would give it a C for my personal, but I think, yeah, but I think because they, everyone loved it. I, I would say that it's probably going to be an A. So. Mm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Would I give it a, uh, yeah, I gave it an A. Yeah, yeah, amazing on assignment. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I'm doing. I'm doing my own competition. Eh, you got. You got it wrong. So on my competition, you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. I'll speak to the federation about that. Uh, Eva, do, you do. You do speak to the federation about it. Eva destruction. So I genuinely like this outfit. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. I give it an A. I thought it was great. So, I, yeah, I, I was, like, shocked that it, they didn't like it. You know what? I'm going to give you this. Even though I don't agree with you totally, I actually did really like it. I gave it a B plus. I think... Wh- what? <clears throat> Sorry. Lori really pissed me off. <laughs> oh, no. You got my curse. Yeah. I think, like, if there's something you can... Oh, my God. <clears throat> if there's something you can buy online and it works... I mean, it wasn't like she only wore the thing online. She wore a, 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 I don't know what you call that thing, a one piece that had like yeah. already pre-drawn things. But then she put things on top of it. She embellished yeah. it. She so, like, added to, me, to it, which I feel like yeah. is the whole point. Are, are you going to knock me down because I I went to uh, the Mervins and bought my chonies because they were store-bought chonies. I didn't make the chonies myself. Thank you. Anyway, I got it a B plus. Uh, Melissa B fierce. I didn't like it. I mean, look, I thought the bodysuit. I, I think everything they were saying about uh, Abora, I felt for Melissa B fierce. I thought the bodysuit was great. I thought she looked stunning in it. But then mm-hmm. she just—it seemed like she just put a Halloween mask on, and then that was it. And then she was an alien. And so I give it a D. Oh, it's funny. I have the same opinion as you, but I still gave it a B because at least it was an alien. But I agree with you. I agree with everything that you're saying. So, uh, okay. Finally, we have Victoria Elizabeth Black. Um, your thoughts here? So I actually liked her show, her state when she did it on stage. I thought it looked better than than just by itself. So if we're just going straight based off look, because she like kind of brought lot life to the to the to the costume a little bit and if we're going straight based off look i felt like i don't know i just felt like it looked kind of clunky and although it was just visually very you know she did a great job i would give it a b it wasn't my favorite um but i thought that you know she obviously put a lot of work into it this was phenomenal it was amazing a plus you you what you missed sorry i'm gonna tell you right now this is this is my my top one of the week. What's your favorite one of the week? Ooh. Uh, I would say... Gosh, I would say probably Astrid's. Oh, really? Okay. Very good. Yeah. Well, that's the floor show. Uh, okay. On the main stage, Melissa and Erica are safe. Meanwhile, Hoso and Victoria Elizabeth Black are named the winners of the challenge, while Kendra Onyx and Abora are in the bottom two. In the cauldron, Abora and Kendra share their feelings. Erica hates that she's safe. Meanwhile, Astrid goes off on a monologue about her feelings. Abora and Kendra have a bottom two sidebar, as it seems the other girls have moved on from them. The monsters discuss who they think will go home, 
and the consensus rests on Abora. Your thoughts here on the the, the cauldron, Lori. And also, do you agree with these decisions of who should be in the bottom, who should be in the top? Do you agree with all that? <clears throat> from the judges, or or just from the from, from the, the judges themselves? The judges from the. You know, um, again, I think the only person I don't I don't agree with is Eva. I thought Eva's was good. I liked mm-hmm. hers, but mm-hmm. I mean, We're I'm the right fine bottom with... two in the right bottom two. Uh oh, the right top two in the right bottom two. Yeah. yeah. I agree yeah, with you. I mean, I would, I would have, <clears throat> I would have said maybe Ashton instead of Hoso, but just based off the ju- them, they they seem to really enjoy Hoso a lot more. So I could see that. All right. Now in the cauldron, um, once it, so Astra does a really like. Meanwhile, by the way, it's usually uh, from what I gather, the cauldron's meant for the bottom two to sort of like make their case and talk to the and astrid made it about herself and went on a huge that's kinda, long speech yeah that's kind of been what it's been since the last two episodes is that the the i i even when i was saying i was like oh kendra and abora are gonna have it out and they're gonna have like a thing and it just didn't really seem like that was gonna happen and i was kind of like not you know a little disappointed but i do feel like they kind of did astrid dirty a little bit in in the her you know them saying it was her show i felt you could see clearly that people were moving around so i think they just took clips of her talking at certain points and then just clipped it together to make it seem like it was long one long speech so it's funny i i guess i don't have to make my point here which i was gonna say is what's wrong with astrid i go and i wrote it's like doing a show with Lori. And then Lori right now just went on a long speech. So now I don't... My my point has been made. Here's the thing, is when they were going... You're welcome. To, yeah, when they were going around, you know, Hoso said, you know, Hoso makes her point that she, if it's between Abora and somebody else, she will always say that Abora should not go home. Which is fair, right? She's a big fan of her work. Astrid comes for Abora in a really weird, mean, visceral way. What were, what were your thoughts on that, Lori? <clears throat> well, first off, I would say, which again, there was no follow through with what they said with Hoso, where it was it wasn't it Kendra who was like so, and or Coco was like so, anybody versus Abora, you would pick Abora, and she was like, yeah, I guess I would have been immediately like, what about you versus Abora, or what about mm-hmm. Astrid versus Abora, you know, mm-hmm. like really stick stick it to her, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know. I think that Abora and um, I think Astrid is was kind of genuinely upset when she found out that Abora was kind of was upset about the whole situation because remember before she had said, "Oh, I thought we talked about it and you were fine," mm-hmm. and so I think that she just kind of got genuinely upset about it. And plus, I mean, you know, this is the second time that Abora has has done an outfit that just completely <clears throat> baffles the judges. So, yeah. and she keeps claiming that it's because she's so, she's so creative and she's so, you know, whatever that she, she just doesn't understand what the judge, she thinks she's going to be so creative and, and imaginative is going to blow them away. And they're just so confused. So I think she was just, just frustrated with that analogy. And it's just like, no, you're just ego. You're an ego. You're e- egotistical. And you think that everything you do is brilliant. And so, so- Later, I don't know what's happened, but 
Kendra and Abor go off to a side table and they're having a little private conversation while everybody else is having another conversation. And they're like, Kendra, Abora, come over here, talk to us. And Abora's like, no, we don't want to bother you guys. No, 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 come over here. And then they go over there and then they proceed to go around the room and tell Abora what a piece of shit she is. And then she has a tantrum and gets emotional. She's already going through a lot. And then they're like, can you fucking believe? I see. I saw that totally differently. Oh, yeah? So I (laughs) I felt like... First off, they were, you know, they weren't talking quietly. They were loudly talking about how nobody was paying attention to them. Okay. Abora was. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so then they say, oh, Abora, come over here. And she goes, oh, we didn't think you, very passive aggressively was like, oh, we didn't think you noticed. And so then they were like, no, no, no. Like, you know, so now they have to be like, no, come over here. We want to talk. And they first, if you remember, they first go in on Kendra. They first say like, hey, Kendra, you know, sorry, but we think that you aren't. So they all, and it's just, I think Eva starts it. They all go down the line and they say who they think, basically every queen saying who they think is going to go home. Yeah, but hold on. They're telling Kendra, oh, you know, I think you might go home. But with Abora, and and Astrid starts it, she's like, you're like, they're like, you're a horrible human being. (laughs) Like, it's like awful. Well, Coco even says, she's like, I I don't know if you're going to be, and you're going to stay here. She even's like, she's like, she's like kind of trying to prepare a toast almost. Mm -hmm. And then I think other people interrupt her and are like, yeah, I think Kendra's going to go home. I think Kendra's going to go home. Kendra, but mind you, doesn't say anything, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of say, okay, okay. And then they get to Abora and Abora's just like, you know, and then they say, yeah, I'm sorry. I think Abora's going to go home. And then she gets upset with them and she calls them all cunts. And she's then she goes. You better hope that I go home. Which is what I think saved her life. I mean, maybe Kendra yeah. could go home anyway. But when you say something like that, the producers are like, "Oh, then we got to bring her back." That's why I think I legitimately think that's why she she got saved. Yeah, was because she said that. I she think said, if, you, if, I have a quote here. You, yeah, you better hope I fall through that trap door. And I'm like, yeah. oh, they're bringing her back. So, so yeah, I think that they. I think that um, you know she was acting like a whiny baby. Yeah, she. It just like she wasn't getting the attention she wanted. She wasn't mm-hmm. getting her ego stroked, so she was acting like a whiny baby. All right, Kendra and Abora force to climb the staircase of souls to the ghostly gallery. In the end, Kendra is dropped into oblivion, leaving eight monsters in the race. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? Anything we missed? Any thoughts you points you want to make? Do it now. So I have one point, but then I want to talk about the trapdoor thing. I okay. still there. It's almost like the shut up. I feel like they're doing it. To where I'm always still surprised. Like this time they kind of waited a beat and I thought, oh, Kendra's not going home. And then they hit the trap door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're they're really good at this. So, yeah. I mean, it's episode three. So yeah. who knows? Another thing I was going to say is I had an idea for instead of having that workroom thing where they go like, you know, red alert, yeah. you know, please come to the stage. Instead of doing that, what I think they should do is they should legitimately be getting ready, right? And they should be about halfway done getting ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe a quarter of the way done. Maybe like less than halfway done getting ready, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the one of the uh, crew should run in and just smack one of them in the balls. What? Randomly and then run away. And then that should happen every episode and you don't know who it's going to be. And then I think that that I think that would be a lot more fun to watch than the red alert. 
Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. Be sure to join us. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Wait, what? Do I say that every week? This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragula Titan Season 1. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself. So long, Uglies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can you can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.